Yo, what's poppin', man? It's your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome to not only another episode, but the final episode of 2016 of the Father Malcolm Protocol. It's your man, Dean Edwards, hosting, doing what I do, man. And, uh, you know what, I, I guess, uh, you know, shout out to um, All Things Comedy Network and all the other cats up there check out their podcast man some, some talented individuals rocking out on all things comedy network um i literally just found this out right before the show uh i start i was set to record this man um and you know many people will say how rough a year 2016 has been because we lost so many so many notables you know from from prince and uh, David Bowie and of course uh, the greatest of all time Muhammad Ali the GOAT um, this weekend actually on Christmas found out that uh, George Michael passed away and we had a scare with uh, Carrie Fisher P- Princess Leia but I just before recording this just found out man that um, <clears throat> that uh, comedian actor Ricky Harris Long Beach Long Beach finest, um, you know, uh, you know, comic who I looked up to and inspired me to to, to be better. Um, and I never had the pleasure to meet in person, but Ricky Harris uh, just passed away, man. Um, you know, obviously social media, you know, is reacting, and and I've seen, uh, you know comments from everybody from um you know his his close friend and in his words his big brother and this uh snoop dog to um you know warren g and and daz and and, and said said and sinbad man you know a lot of quest love a lot of cats you know sent a rest in peace out to um to Ricky Harris, uh, I'm not even sure, for those that don't know, man, and, and this, you know, y'all know I call this the, the Father Muckin' Protocol for a reason, man, because um, I, I I really do do my best to to give some insight, you know, to, to the industry and, and or the, the comedy world, but specifically to newer cats, you know, newer comics that are, that are coming up that might want to hear what i have to say because so so often i i have cats will come up and ask me advice and although i'm not big on advice i i have no problem sharing my side of things and my story you know because maybe you can hear something and apply it to your life but um cat i'm sure there's a generation of comics that have no idea who ricky harris is man but if you don't go do some research this dude was one of the uh one of the first names that came out of Def Comedy Jam, season one. I'm not talking about in the Def Comedy Jam canon, but just season one Def Comedy Jam. This is one of the dudes that you watch and you're like, yo, this dude. This dude, Rick, Ricky Harris is funny, man. And, and, uh, you know what I, I think at the end of uh, at the end of the show? this particular episode just as a tribute to Ricky and I hope I don't violate any any uh copyrights because I'm not doing it to get hits or likes or, or, or fans or anything I just want people to know 
how funny the dude was. So I, I'll uh, do my best to remember to play a clip of his his first time on Def Comedy Jam. Because I remember t- <laughs> I remember Ricky came out. I think he had dreads. I think he had Twister dreads. I think they were dreads, but he came out. And what was what was illmatic about that first season of Def Jam is everybody was sort of finding who they were finding their style, finding their, their, their voice and their approach, you know, so whereas you had like Bill Bellamy, Bill came out and he was, he was the clean cat, came out suited up GQ style, you know, and, uh, even like, you know, you look at, uh, Steve Harvey, Steve, I think had on a mustard colored rayon shirt with, with, with a pair of black, uh, slacks, pleated slacks from Oak Tree, you know, <laughs> or merry-go-round or one of those old-school mall stores, and, and Bernie Mac had a had a cardigan sweater on, you know, uh, and, and so Ricky came out, and Ricky looked like that cat that you would see, like, at, at a at a house club, at a, at a club that played, you know, like, like, uh, all the music you heard, Lower East Side or in the West Village, um, you know, uh, and, and this dude had on like a pair, of, you know, the baggy denims with, with a, a, a two baggy giant oversized blazer, you know, with, <laughs> so you didn't know what you, what you were getting when you first saw son, right? But dude, I remember that first set, son was, son was funny, man. He, he, uh, I think not nah, a second time he was on, he, he had a bit where he talked about, well, there are women talking about you ever uh, make love to a woman talking about more, more. You like more what? Oh, you want the big dick. <laughs> that dude was funny, man. Rest in peace, Ricky Harris, man. Also, you know what? Um uh, <clears throat> also what I what I remember was, you know, and the reason Snoop called him like uh, you know, his big brother, I guess Ricky was the first cat out of Long Beach to really pop, really, really make some noise, you know. Um, and he wound up he wound up doing a lot of those skits on um on Dr. Dre or the or on the chronic. Uh the the I think the radio DJ, you know, just so I don't just so I don't misspeak. Let's see. He, uh, let's see. I remember, obviously, I remember him in Heat and, and Dope and This Christmas, but I also remember him in, uh, what's that, John? We Just Want the Money! <laughs> With Morgan Freeman. We Just Want the Money! Was that Hard Rain or, 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 or yeah, I think it was Hard Rain. Uh, uh, Oh, he just recently was in the People vs. O.J. Simpson and American Crime Story. But boom, he was the man behind the legendary voice characters, DJ Easy, DJ Easy Dick. Uh, and he was also Ted Al and Salty Nuts. And now it's by Snoop and the Dog Pound. And more specifically, uh, oh, you know what? I didn't know until just reading that he was uh, the voice of, on, he did like some voiceover work on Cubes. Turn off the radio on America's Most Wanted. And, um, but most people probably remember him as the radio voice guy on, uh, on the chronic, the W balls for, for the dog pound, um, which was on doggy style, you know. Um, so dude, dude did a lot of, you know, you know him behind the scenes, but also, 
in front of the camera and i'm i'm sorry i'm uh i might seem to be rambling on man but uh you know i i i think we all take it uh, a little harder yeah it was hard rain we take it a little harder when it's uh when it's cats cats from our circuit i, I know he had just had a health scare about a year ago he had a health scare i don't know if it was a heart attack or what have you we had a health scare about a year ago and uh and um and you know the comedy community sort of bonded together and and threw up prayers for the brother and he pulled through and then i remember he actually wound up following me on on um on facebook facebook and then instagram maybe but i remember specifically facebook because i was like yo you know here's what's funny about about the industry we we all eventually wind up peers of some sort if if we're fortunate enough to do this long enough but what's dope is you you still always remember you were a fan first i was a fan first of, of this dude you know so I, um so when when you have someone that you admired from when you start when you started this and when you came up when someone you admired and you looked up to and uh, you were inspired to uh to be as good as then of course you know um when they wind up when you find out that they even know who you are you're like word so when when they you know when someone like comes out and just follows you you're like yo this dude knows who i am enough that he he saw a picture of me and said oh you know that's that dude i'm gonna follow this dude you know that that that, that means something to to a brother like me man tales from the hood murder was the case High school high, millennium, Father's Day. He was uh recurring on Moesha. You know, he he and and Dude was a decent actor too, man. That's um that's what I remember. Bones, uh uh geez, the Tracy Morgan show, you know, so he had Ricky had some credits, man. It's uh it's it's too bad. You know, prayers to his family, may he may he rest in peace and um yeah man it's just uh i mean the show must go on and and i'm not gonna you know act like we were tight or anything but um yeah I, like i said i i found that out right before i uh uh went to start recording this so um rest in peace ricky harris oh man but as as the saying goes the show must go on man you know rest in peace george michael there's a lot of people like man 2016 could could eat a fat one i'm like people always die you know people always dying i think i think it's just rough because it seems like so many so many notables are passing away you know so many i guess famous people you you know famous people usually it usually happens in threes, right? It usually seems like, all right, well, you know, these mothers die in threes. And so when you have, like, two older uh, entertainers pass away, you're like, all right, we got two actors. There's going to be a singer, right? Um, but, but they just just keep keep going. And uh, and, and we still got a, got a week, almost a week left in the year, man. I hope nobody else... Uh, you know, notable passes away, man. Makes makes you sort of appreciate your own lives. You know, I I appreciate 
for life that I'm given and, and hope that uh that <clears throat> hope that uh you know like I like to you know think I'm healthy and and go to be around here a lot longer and I think I am you know I feel like I am but uh you know the way things are going makes you say all right well, well I, I want you all to know I love you all now <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying damn son yo G uh, and then then is it is it are we are we eating differently you know are we consuming differently uh, what's what's why are so many people dying so much sooner you know and it's not just black like oh Ricky Harris was probably like around 50 George Michaels what like 53 54 so you know these cats are young man these these are not old cats you know uh, I, I want to get, you know, to that Morgan Freeman. No, bump that Sidney Poitier. I want to let this out. <laughs> rock out. Rock out with your cock out. You know, ball till you fall, till the wheels fall. Off this bug, you know. I want to go get in, in, in this thing called life just to be going at 50, 60 years old. I'm going to live life and enjoy it, you know. And, and uh be around to, to embrace it so that that's that's why i'm always amazed when i hear people complain like specifically women when i hear women complain about you talking about their age i'm like man you like how old you You don't need to know my age man, be happy that you alive you nowadays you should just be happy that you still here that you, you know you know how many uh people are terminally ill and uh, happy for you to say, hey, how old you? I'm 79 and happy about it because I ain't dead. You know? <laughs> so, like, what, what's, what's, what's the problem? Embrace life. Live life. Enjoy life. You know? Like, eh, life should not be taken that seriously. You feel me? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's me. You know, but what do I know? You know? What, what do I know? <clears throat> Um, Christmas just passed. You know, I hope everybody had a good X-Mass. X-Mass, I did. The family did. You know what? It was funny. There comes a time after a certain age, I think, that you're just... Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry for you. And I just ate, ate a whole pizza, son. It was good. I got that itis. But, I, but I'm trudging on. I trudge on. Um... Yeah, there's a point where you start realizing, you know what, I'm fine. I don't need to, <clears throat> I don't need a bunch of gifts, man. Especially once you have kids. Or once you have, a, you know, kids, or wife, or husband, or significant other, family members, and you, you get to a place financially where you can at least get them a couple of gifts that that they'll appreciate, to me, that's life. That's dope. You know, somebody asked me, yo, did you get what you wanted? I saw my family smile. Boom. Yes, I did get what I wanted, man. I, I don't need a whole bunch of gifts. Now, if, if you know what, if if you get something unexpected, like, you know what, what did, what did my family give me? Uh, they got me, uh, <clears throat> you know what, I'm big on pillows. I know it sounds crazy, but... I uh I had this pillow from uh what's 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 the store? Brookstone. 
got this pillow pillow from Brookstone years ago, but it's worn down, worn out, so I needed to replace it. I've been saying to myself, I gotta replace that. And so my wife got me got me a new joint, a new, better, modernized version of that. That made my day, cause I ain't expect. I ain't know what to expect. I don't ever know what to expect on Christmas, you know, or whatever whatever holiday you might celebrate. Maybe you celebrate Kwanzaa, and so you have six more or five more uh, days worth of gifts. Four more now, you know. I, I I came up celebrating Christmas, so we we do gifts around here, and I like gifts. But more importantly than than receiving gifts now is uh you know i'm more mature if i want something i just go cop that myself you know the hardest thing around around the holidays for me is getting me to agree to not buy anything for a month or two leading up to uh christmas you know because if i see something i like if i if i if i see some clothes I like, or a book, or like like point in case my uh they gave me a um uh, uh this new Black Panther uh <clears throat> they gave me this new uh Black Panther uh graphic novel right and the beauty of uh of it was um oh, is it Tennessee Coats, I don't know the author's name, but they they wrote yeah, Tanahisi Coats, uh, the Black Panther number one, right? I was gonna buy that in Barnes and Noble last week when when I was getting like some Barnes and Noble gift cards. Luckily, I didn't, and it well it was sitting there uh, waiting for me to unwrap on Christmas, so. You know, I'm 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 a simple dude. You know, some people are like that's it. You got you got a graphic novel. You don't need to. You know what? It's it's, the, it's it really is the thought that counts, man. But let me tell you something. When you give somebody that you love something that they didn't expect or that they did expect, um, I I prefer the the unexpected. I like to. I, I've gotten better like over over the years. If if I hear someone in my family say something back in July, I just put a little note in my phone or in my Evernote. I'm like, all right, you know, let me make sure I get that because they ain't going to be expecting that. And then I cop that, and then they get that under the tree. And you hope it wasn't some spur-of-the-moment thing, but it was something that they really actually wanted. <laughs> I did that years ago. One time I got, got my, she was my girl at the time, my future wife. I got a ticket. I saw she saw the commercial for Cats on Broadway. And... It seemed like that was something she wanted to do. Got her tickets for that joint, and she was surprised. The box was dope. I wrapped the box. I did. I wrapped my my gift wrapping skills are kind of kind of illmatic, son. I'm gonna just put that out there. That's a sentence you will never hear anybody else say. That sounds as gully as I do. Yo, my gift wrapping skills is gully, son. So, I I did. I this is my first time doing the the top. I did a two piece gift wrap where it was the 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 bottom of the box and the top of the box i gift wrap both the bottom and then the top and then i put the top and tied a bow around the entire joint right that way she'd open the bow and there was uh, another bow stuck on the top she'd lift the top off and then it was like i i, I think it was 
the tickets to cats, uh, a tennis bracelet, and something else, right? And um, and <laughs> and we went to see it. And cats was cats. Cats is what cats is. And I found out like later on that she really wasn't pressed to see it. <laughs> Dude, I was I was I was tight. You know, I was, I'm still tight. That's that's twenty years ago. Twenty something years ago, I was tight about that. But you know, she but but she wound up keeping that uh I think we still have that that the gift wrap was that dope. You can see I put a lot of time and effort into that gift wrap game, you know. And I think it was her sorority's colors, you know. So um you know, so brother to brother took a little bit of time, you no know saying, you know what I mean, put in some time, some effort. And so it had to be done, it had to be kept. You feel me? You feel me? Um, yeah, man. So, uh, I, you know what? I did my last weekend, um, in Rochester, New York. Shout out to everybody that's come out this year, the year 2016, 2016. Everybody that came out and supported me live, everybody that supported the podcast um online anyone that supported me follow me on social media you know big up man big yourself up man i appreciate the love you know the for the muck and funny continues into 2017 and we got some more things in store i'm looking forward to and more importantly i'm looking forward to to sharing with y'all as they as they come to uh fruition you know um I think I think I, I'm very proud of uh, the year <clears throat> that transpired. We started off started off good and ended great. You know, the year's ending great. You know, aside from people passing away, um, career wise, I'm very content with um with how how things went. I, I made some decent money. I made some decent strides as a comedian. Um, you know, the military tour was such a, such a success doing 12 bases in October that we're doing another 12 in April. Um, we expand, we're expanding, expanding the brand. Are we, is that what we're doing? Are we expanding the brand? Hey man, I, I, I expect that more people will know who I am in 2017 than they did in 2016 and years prior. So that's, that's a, that's a grow. That's a goal. You know, I'm looking forward to that. Um, more, more, more support towards my family. That's that's my goal. You know, you have your, like your resolutions. I just have my goals, man. In 2017, I want to expand. I will. Don't don't want it. Will it? You feel me? There are power in words. There are powers. There is power in words, and so. Uh, I've learned to stop wanting and just begin to start willing. So I'm willing myself into being a better, better, uh, better child of the light, better child of God, better husband to my wife, better parent to my children, better sibling to my siblings, better son to my parents, and of course to God the Creator Almighty. Hmm? And a better member of society. That's that's all we can really do, you know. Is, is strive to be better. So that's my goal. 
that's 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 not my goal that's my reality that's the reality i'm i'm making happen in 2017 and that that obviously will mean more success but <clears throat> that's part of the journey isn't it um the 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 highlights you know even even the almost uh dying in 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 Colorado Springs you know is a blessing because it made for a brilliant performance um for for the the audience at uh Peterson Air Force Base you know it made them appreciate it more made me appreciate more how much I love doing what I do and performing met some great people shout out to Dennis Gaxiola we going back on tour in, in a couple months player you feel me? Uh, cats over there at Armed Forces Entertainment AFE, you know, and uh, and Deggy uh, Productions, you know, big up cats and, and the the agency, all my peeps at Gersh, you know. I'm I'm just I'm 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 exuding love, man. I'm all about love. I'm all about positivity and love, and and making sure um, I, I appreciate all the all the little moments. You know, 2016. I'm not. I'm not letting 2016 get the best of me. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm looking forward to the next year. But I also appreciate the, all the positive that did happen this year, even though there were a lot of people leaving this plane of existence, which is unfortunate. Um, can we talk about? Uh, music groups breaking up <laughs> i was talking about this in the car with the fan right yo it's like oh so here's my thing fifth harmony i guess one of the 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 main main female the main shorty in fifth harmony is talking about going solo and all the rest of the uh group of surprise i'm like but well, y'all knew she was the beyonce the the diana ross uh the left eye of the group you know this this should not strike you as a, surpri a surprise but that's why i always feel like you know what i never would want to be part of a group just because of that man because you always run the risk always you always run the risk that somebody's gonna bobby brown y'all you know, and of course they say, no, I'm not I'm not leaving the group. I'm just going to do my solo thing. But here's here's the problem with that. Right. Because, yeah, in theory, you say that. But once your your solo joint pops, once you are at a level where you can say, you know, what, I can sell out the garden. I can sell out 18,000 on my own and, and get that whole check. I don't need to split that check with with four other women. I don't need to uh, decide with a group of women what my set list order is going to be. This is my show. I can do what I want. It's my show. I'm calling the shots. And, and here's the sad part. There's always a weak link. You have a group of five. There's someone that feels like they're the runt of the litter. If they're the runt of the litter, they're sitting around like, yo, we're, we're, not, we're not breaking up, right? Because this, this is all they got. You know, like no disrespect to my man. Uh, I don't even like when people start a sentence with no disrespect because it seems like something disrespectful is about to come up. But like your boy Joey Fatone, right? Now, if you told me 
back when NSYNC was was going on, uh, that that people saying Justin Timberlake's gonna go solo. I'm thinking Bradley Fatone is the one's like, come on guys, we gotta keep gotta keep the team together. Not because he's uh subpar talented, no, but because he he was a teenager with these cats and he looked like he was 45. Joey Fatone never looked young, right? Similar to like uh who's never looked young? Like <laughs> like Eddie Levert's never looked young. Back when the OJs first started, Eddie Levert still looked like somebody's uncle or at least grandpops, right? Joey Fatone always looked like he worked for transit or was a plumber, you know, worked worked an electrician. This dude always looked like he had another job just in case. <laughs> and so, of course, when, when people are saying, yo, you think uh, NSYNC's breaking up? He's going to go to Justin. Yo, yo, just, man, people are talking. We're not going to break up, are we? And Justin's like, nah, man, nah. <laughs> no need, don't need to walk away <laughs> that's just dumb that's childish but he's not gonna no he's not gonna walk away he's not gonna think they walked away because that's his bread and butter now funny enough joey fatone's actually gone on to have a successful uh successful career in entertainment it was the voiceover for uh the announcer i should say for uh um, family feud with steve harvey for the last couple of years uh he, he's like a go-to host for a couple of uh programs that's the dude joy's got watch out for y'all sitting there clowning him in the meantime joe fatone surprised all y'all feel me you ain't even know you ain't even know he had that in him big up joey fatone all love look yeah y'all were afraid that uh uh free and aj were gonna break up and then when free and aj when when 106 in park was was ending everybody was like shoot free's fine free gonna be the star uh you know aj probably sitting around like yo free you know we, we could probably do something else nah your boy aj doing his thing aj was it on access hollywood extra he's in the nbc family put it that way big up my man aj calloway good brother uh we we were joking about it uh last week me harrison mark because um I remember aj when he was a promoter you know, I think a Howard University alumni, and he was a promoter around the way in NYC, and and uh, I'd been to a couple of his parties. He and I knew each other from back then. Always cool dude, man. Cool cat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So all that to say, if Fifth Harmony breaks up, is it Fourth Harmony now, or do they stay Fifth and they replace? That's gotta be the hardest move too. You you have a group that that's working. And then someone leaves, and now you got to bring in the new cat. And now you got the old fans that have been down with you since day one. They looking at you. Who it is, Bob? I remember that group Brownstone did that. Brought in a new new uh, singer. And everybody's like, ah, I don't know. I, I kind of like my stones brown how they were. I don't need some new Brownstone. All that to say this week's protocol, man. Appreciate life. And go into something as a soloist. <laughs> as Stan Lee says, enough said. Excelsior. Now, I um, you know, I I 
I, I've been rambling a little bit, but uh, I decided because I didn't get a chance to uh, holler at y'all last week. I wanted to uh, I wanted to save save it all and just talk about it this week. So my final week of shows was in Rochester, New York, where I started this comedy thing. And while I was out there, a blizzard of, of uh, epic proportions hits. Actually, it was a historic snowfall. They got um, 19 inches. Let's round to 20. They got 20 inches in less than 48 hours. I flew in on... Uh, on Wednesday, December 14th, the night of December 14th, I had shows the 15th, 16th, 17th, and flew back to New York on the 18th. And Wednesday night when I flew in, I flew into a blizzard. The weather got even worse on uh, Thursday morning. Uh, what normally is a 10-minute uh, drive from the hotel to the radio station WDKX, turned into a 90-minute excursion. It took an hour and a half to drive this short distance. That's how bad it was. And then that night, it was whiteout conditions. So it was it was <laughs> white, totally whiteout. It was dangerous getting to the club. I thought maybe the show would get canceled. Obviously didn't. Um, my boy General picked me up, and we could not see... 10 feet in front of us man it was it was total white out trump supporters would be happy <laughs> now it was bright out man but but we had a great crowd hey you gotta think to yourself if you come out in a blizzard on a thursday night and you still gotta work on friday you really wanted to see comedy badly so you know i because like i said i did not expect to see the size sizable crowd out that we had in there. Now I'm not gonna make it seem like it was sold out. It was it was hardly sold out. It was it was thin in there. But I expected to see maybe three, four people. So to have like thirty or so, that was a plus. On a Thursday in a blizzard, I was good. And then it snowed again Friday morning. But then it, it broke and it uh warmed up on Friday afternoon and Saturday. Had a great weekend, but bigger than all that, after the show on Thursday evening, uh, had to go. It was premiering Thursday the 15th at uh, that evening and actually hitting theaters nationwide on the 16th. Rogue One, a Star Wars story hits and hits with a bang. You, Rogue One is dope, son. Could I just say that? Rogue One. Let me say that again. For anybody out there that uh if you're a Star Wars head, if you're a Star Wars fan of of the original trilogy, if you are into Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels, the animated series, maybe maybe you didn't like episode one, The Phantom Menace. <clears throat> but you dug Attack of the Clones and you really like Revenge of the Sith. Look, this is the movie. This is the movie that makes up for the original prequel. Okay? That's the best way to uh, to look at it. This is the movie that everybody that complained last year and said The Force Awakens 
was too similar to the original Star Wars and The Force Awakens is like Mad Libs for Star Wars. Yo, let me tell you something, man. This this new Star Wars story was dope on numerous levels. Let me tell you why. Number one, you finally it finally gave you an idea of what the entire crawl from from the original Star Wars was about, right? Um, the entire crawl of the original Star Wars from um, what what they call a new hope now, uh, because rebellions are built on hope, right? Right? I'm 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 Star Wars nerding out, and I'm quoting the uh, I'm quoting the movie now, um, but it's true. Rebellions were built on hope, and you know, for what it's worth, they filled in, if not the majority of, they filled in most of the blanks um, to make you understand how the rebels got a uh, hold of the the plans to destroy the Death Star, how the Death Star was built, why the Death Star was built, who built the Death Star, um, and who actually stole the plans and how they stole the plans to the Death Star. You also, you know what? You you got to learn how powerful the dark side of the Force really is. Now, I'm not going to give detailed spoilers away, but you got, to, you got to see one of your favorite characters, one of uh, Movie Dumb's favorite villains, really own how foul and evil... And sinister uh he is man it, it was it was good I, we saw it i saw it with my boys Deshaun in general went to the theater with 3d sword in 3d um great movie i actually had a nice conversation with my boy mike big mike on the boards who handles the sounds um for the for the mucking protocol um but it's uh it's we you know we both as 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 evidenced by our, our force awakens the for the market force awakens episode last year those that might not know do do now know or will know now that we're both big star wars heads big star wars nerds i text them friday morning after seeing the movie saying it was dope he hit me the next day saying he saw it last night and it's amazing how people cheered when this particular bad guy was smacking up good guys in the corridor <laughs> which is true and, and the hope is that this this cat gets their own standalone uh film that takes place maybe between episode sith and episode three revenge of the sith and takes place before rogue one that would be uh dope i i also um agree with mike when i say that you know we enjoyed the style because the gareth edwards is the director's name and he he went a different direction than what what we would have expected from say a george lucas or even even jj abrams and what he did with the uh with the force awakens it was um in in Mike's words it was more adult dystopian you know it it uh 
It wasn't a happy-go-lucky. It wasn't your... It wasn't your granddad's Star Wars movie with, with creature cantinas and such, you know. Um, it, you know what it, it... You know what this movie did? This movie was to the Star Wars canon what the Dark Knight uh, was to Batman movies, you know. Um... And Batman Begins, like the the the, the Christopher Nolan Batman, the Frank Miller Batman, sort of cracked things open, saying, "Listen, this is this superheroes can be serious and don't have to just be shiny." So that's what this movie was. The, the Rogue One was a movie that reminded you that the the Empire and the Rebellion are two factions in a war and that war is not always uh, positive and there are casualties in war and the fight for change can be slow or it can be swift but regardless people will die I'm a man of my word <laughs> I'm sorry I'm, I'm, I'm nerded out. I just went from Star Wars nerd to uh, Batman slash Joker nerd. Um, it was also nice seeing how excited people were in movie theaters. It's always, you know, a Star Wars ride is always a good ride. It's always a fun ride. Um, but this was this was definitely a mature side to the Star Wars world, um, and that's that's what I actually like. You know that that uh, that as an adult, this this was the Star Wars movie that you didn't feel guilty seeing because they were dealing with a lot of a lot more adult themes than Star Wars is used to is used to doing. You know, so um, I'm trying to think. Oh, and uh, you know, and the CGI is incredible in the movie. Uh, put it this way. One person was brought back to life with the help of CGI. That being said, I don't want you to go to a movie uh, just for that. Go to a movie and enjoy the movie. But afterwards, look up, look up what they have to say about the uh, about the CGI. You know, um, uh, what what else? I'm trying to think. If there was anything else? Oh, and there were a bunch of Easter eggs. There were a lot of Easter eggs. You know, in the movie, which which was which was cute. It was a nice nice nod to uh to true true fans of the series. Easter eggs in the form of characters that you are familiar with from other movies that might have been major characters or just minor characters with one or two lines. Bunch of Easter eggs in the movie that won't disappoint. Um what else? Obviously, uh, there, there's a voice. There's one voice that is unmistakable. And you've seen the commercials. Darth Vader's in it, but it's dope to see that James Earl Jones is still going, still kicking, doing his thing as the voice of Vader. I actually, I said, in, in watching it, I was like, you know what? I need to... I, I will be the voice of Darth Vader one day. That's that's my goal. I want to I want to voice over uh Darth Vader years after 
brother James Earl Jones is gone. Not to say he'll be gone anytime soon, but I just, I... I've been waiting for you, Obi Wan. I'm sorry. That's the that's that's my that's my line. That's my thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Appreciate it immensely. Um, I really, I, I really, really do. Uh, also learned how Luke Skywalker became Red Five standing by in the original Star Wars. That was funny. It's actually real funny, man. So, in all, yes, I gotta say I enjoyed that movie. Kind of special movie. I gave it a out of ten stars. I give it a t- eight, eight and a half. You know, I th- I think it was a good movie. I think it was a great movie. And I think in talking to my boy Mark Theobald, who's a you know talented screenwriter. Uh, and writer just in general I told him I said when he asked me about the movie I said I think you'll like it because it's the first original story idea like all the other story ideas are derivative and also um, were sort of created by George Lucas there was a formula with what he was doing this one they just they they created something obviously based on the original mythology and they were they were given the task to recreate or create i should say the events that led up to the first defining star wars movie so had to be a lot that had to be a lot of pressure so in all go see rogue one man i think you i think you're gonna enjoy it and that's just me but i'm right why because I said so, damn it. That's right. That's what I said. So, um, yeah, with, with uh, what's his name? Ricky Harris. As I said. As I sit back, relax. Smoke a blunt, steam a vet. Think about the sexy singers that I want to. I'll probably go to jail Come Patty LaBelle. Yo, so like I was saying, yo, um, go check out, uh, a clip of Ricky Harris sent a prayer up to his family um, and condolences to his family and love everybody, man. Everybody in your cipher, everybody in your circle, man. You got people in your circle that you care about. Let them know. Don't wait until after the fact. Yeah, you know. God, it always seems to come that you don't know what you got nearly gone. Gone. That was a little flat. Well, it's gone. <laughs> Um, yo, uh, follow me on all things social media. I'll see y'all on the other side of 2017, man. Happy New Year. Happy holidays to everybody and have a safe and blessed New Year, man. I am Dean Edwards on all things social media. Tell a friend about the Father Monkey Protocol. Big things will go on, you know? Um, and with that, I think we're going to play out on my man Ricky Harris, man. And I want to do films, man. I want to do, because I want to do them scary movie films, man. And love making scenes. You know them black, because you never see no black people except Wesley Snipes. Now that motherfucker, Wesley be fucking in some movies, man. <laughs> he must have that shit in his contract. Am I, am I fucking? Okay, I'm in the motherfucker. 
I ain't fucking, I ain't been in the mouth. <laughs> and this shit be looking real, man. He be popping, I be saying, that shit look too real. <laughs> As I know if that was me, them motherfuckers would be like, cover it. I'd be like, uh-uh, keep the camera rolling. <laughs> keep them motherfuckers rolling. <laughs> I'd be looking all at the camera, this can be you. Oh, this shit is real. Look, look how I'm popping it. Pow, pow. <laughs> I'll tear up some ass. But I want to do scary movies, man, because you never see no black people in no scary movies, right? You go to a movie in a scary movie, you see a black person, and a black person get killed when the credits and shit roll. You say, look at that brother. God damn. Motherfucker didn't make it past the introduction and shit. And I want to do a scary movie because, you know, that's what's happening. Them scary movies with them sound effects, because that's what make you scared in most scary movies. Them fucking sound effects be like... E-ha-Damian, E-ha-Damian, 666, devil child, Damian. <laughs> I be looking at your friend like, man, let me see your motherfucking head, man. Yeah, nigga, you been acting crazy, motherfucker. <laughs> but I, my favorite, though, is Jason, the axe murderer. Yeah, that motherfucker back, because his sound effects, they're like, because you know when you hear that, somebody about to get fucked up, right? Always be like a white guy. Scooby Dooby Doo. Oh, Jesus. You hear that? It's going cha cha cha. There it goes again. Cha cha cha. <laughs> That's why you don't never see no brothers in the movies, man. Because as soon as a brother hit that shit, he'd be ready to fight. Brother be walking down the street like, cha cha. Okay, where the fuck you at home? Nah, fuck that shit. I hit a cha cha shit. That shit is crazy, man. Like, why you don't never see no shit like driving Miss Daisy in the ghetto? Why you don't see Jason in the ghetto? You know why? Because the motherfuckers wouldn't last in the ghetto. Jason would be running his ass out the ghetto like... Trying to get his ass out the ghetto. You liable to drive through a ghetto and see Jason sitting on the curb freebasing and shit. And Miss Daisy would be a hoe. <laughs> Daisy show know how to suck one, homeboy. I know she ain't got no teeth. <laughs> hey, look, I'm Ricky Harris. Peace. Rest in peace, Ricky Harris.